You're listening to the Passion Church Podcast. We believe that today's message will help you thrive in your relationship with Jesus as you follow Him. We'll be back after the podcast with more information. And now, today's message from Pastor Scott Brown, right here at Passion Church. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Pastor Church. Hallelujah. How you doing? Praise God. So glad to be here with you. <clears throat> I got a great message for you today. I'm excited about it. I have a lot of stuff I like to say. I hope I don't get too far off track. And I, I don't like to go too long because people's attention span is not necessarily all that long. There goes a helicopter. I don't know why they fly through my studio like this. <clears throat> Hallelujah. But anyway... I want to talk to you today about why we are here on this planet. Amen. So I hope this blesses you. We're going to pray and get right into it. Father, I just praise you, give you glory, give you honor. I magnify your great and wonderful name. I thank you for your wisdom. Lord, I ask you to speak through me today. I ask you to say the words that the people hearing need to hear. I ask that it be filtered for each one of them so they hear what you need them to understand. Lord, cause them to hear and understand, and myself also. And we thank you for it in advance in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Hey, you know what? If your faith has been in God, nothing has affected you. If it's been in mankind, you may be disappointed right now. That's just misplaced. God is still on the throne. And I think you're going to see that today. Why are we here? Why are we here? I mean, there's a lot of small reasons, but there's a big one. Let, let me ask you this, why, why did Jesus come? Why did Jesus come? Why did he come to earth? Didn't have to. God asked him to and he did. Anybody want to take a shot at why, he, why he's here? <clears throat> well, I'm going to take you to John 10.10 10 and the NIV and I'm going to let him tell you why he's here. He said, the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. I have come, excuse me, this is why I'm here. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Literally that says he came that we might have life and have it superfluously. In other words, too much life. And he is the God of too much. Amen. His standards and our standards are so different it's not even funny. But he doesn't deal with lack. Our standards are a certain way because we have a... Uh, we have an understanding of lack. There might not be enough. There's only so much. Where he comes from, there's too much. Okay? So he doesn't work from that crippled understanding of lack. He said, I came that you might have life. That word we know is zoe. That literally means life as God has it. I came that you might have life as me and my father have it. And you should have it so much that it's super abundant, that it's superfluous. You have too much. He came that you should have too much life. Okay? Now, that's why he came. He said it. That's it. And you could be thinking, well, didn't he come to heal the sick? Didn't he come to raise the dead? You know, didn't he come to, to benefit? Yeah, that's all part of that life. That, that's all found in that, in that life. Amen. That's part of the life he, he came to bring us. And Jesus came as salvation, as the door to salvation, but he didn't preach salvation as much as he preached the kingdom of God. It was the good news of the kingdom, the gospel of the kingdom, the good news of the kingdom. 
that life that he came that we might have is kingdom life it is found in the kingdom it literally means life as god has it and we have that because we're made in his image and likeness he wants us to have that we were supposed to have it to be made in his image and likeness and not have that life what, what, what that gets you is exactly what we see going on in the world right now a bunch of people who know they're supposed to be someone supposed to be doing something but they just don't know what to do and and the enemy's running ripshot over over them all now before you get crazy on me Salvation is the way into the kingdom. There's no other way. And Jesus did die for that. He, that's where this life is lived, is in the kingdom. And you get into the kingdom through salvation. You cannot live this life apart from salvation. And you can only live it within the kingdom of God. All right? Okay. He made an open door for us. And this life and king, kingdom through his death. And that's why we were translated. If it wasn't a different kingdom than the one we're living in, this place where he had to get us to so that we might have this Zoe life, if it, wasn't a, if it wasn't a different kingdom, we would not have to have been, had to have been translated. Now, let me explain that. Colossians 1.13, King James. He who delivered us from the power of darkness, okay, we've been taken out of the power of darkness. Now, the power of darkness is deceit. It's deception. There's no actual power there because Jesus said all power in heaven and earth has been given unto me. And if all power has been given unto him, there's nothing left for anyone else. Amen. So all power in heaven and earth has been given unto him. He translated us from, he delivered us rather from the power of darkness. Okay, which like I said, is this, there's no reason for us to be deceived or taken in anymore. And has, not only did he deliver us from, you know, you can't deliver someone from unless you deliver them to. Amen. So... He delivered us from darkness, the kingdom of power of the kingdom of darkness, and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. This is what God did. We live in the same kingdom Jesus did. He translated us. He moved us. He removed us from where we are. Amen. We live this Zoe life in the kingdom, and we're in the kingdom because of the doorway of salvation which Jesus brought. And that when we received him, we were translated. We were removed. We were moved into this kingdom. Let me ask you a question. Did Jesus need salvation? No. Jesus was salvation. He didn't need salvation because there was no sin to be found in him. But that's also why he mostly preached and taught the kingdom. Because he didn't need salvation. Amen. He was salvation. Once we get saved, we are free to preach the good news of the kingdom. The entrance through the death of Christ, him being salvation, then there being the translation. But now we're living in the kingdom, and there's things we need to do in the kingdom. But we're, we are entitled to live a kingdom life at that point. And after salvation, we should be teaching the kingdom of God and its entrance through salvation, Christ the Savior. Kingdom life is completely different than worldly life. It's been called the upside-down kingdom by a lot of um, Christian poets, theologians, whatever. But it's really not the upside-down kingdom. It's the right-side-up kingdom. Amen? This world is the upside-down kingdom because everything in here is, you know, the, the, is, 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 it's, there's a lot of evil, there's a lot of wickedness. That word wicked Amen. It's the same root word as the word wicker. And that word wicked literally means twisted. And things out here are twisted. 
there's nothing new been created. Good things have been twisted so that they, they don't work right anymore and they produce results that are less than what God intended them to produce. Amen? But kingdom life is completely different. Now, a good example of the fact that there is a different kingdom and that we have been translated to a different place with different rules and actual kingdom is this. In Matthew 17, 24 through 27, I'm going to read it out of the NIV, Jesus is talking about the... T well, there's, there, there's a discussion about temple tax. It says this, After Jesus and his disciples arrived in Capernaum, the collectors of the two drachma temple tax came to Peter and asked, Doesn't your teacher pay the temple tax? That's a setup in itself. But Peter said, yes, he does, he replied. And when Peter came into the house, Jesus was the first to speak. Jesus already knew what had transpired, which is the way we should be when we're living in the kingdom because we have the Holy Spirit to speak to us and share things with us. Jesus was the first to speak when Simon came into the house. And he said, what do you think, Simon? He asked, Jesus said to him, from whom do the kings of the earth collect duty and taxes? From their own children or from others? Well, from others, Peter answered. Then the children are exempt, Jesus said. Do you know, honestly, we're exempt from this world because we live in a different kingdom? Just like I don't have to pay any taxes to England because I'm not part of the kingdom of England. I'm a part of the king. I live in the USA, so I end up paying USA taxes. But literally, don't get, don't get weird on me. We actually are exempt from them because we're citizens of another kingdom. From whom do the kings of the earth collect? duty and taxes from their own children or others, from others, Peter said. Then the children are exempt, Jesus said to him. But, but, so that we may not cause offense, so that we may not cause offense, go to the lake, throw out your line, take the first fish you catch, open its mouth, and you will find a four drachma coin. Take it and give to them for my tax and yours. Very interesting thing going on here. Jesus said, rather than offend them, because if we offend them and tell them we're exempt, and we don't have to pay the taxes because we have a different king and a different kingdom. Rather than offend them, Jesus said, you know, our, our thing would be, well, we don't, I don't want to offend them, but why do I have to pay them? Jesus said, don't, don't sweat it. Don't worry about it. Just go fishing. In other words, just do what I tell you no matter how weird it may seem, and you'll have the finances you need so we don't have to offend the world. And that's supposed to be that way for us, too. Even though we're exempt, he says, don't worry about it. Pay them, but don't worry, don't worry about where it's going to come from because I'll provide it. And I may have to have you do something kind of wacko, kind of strange, out of the ordinary, extraordinary, above the ordinary, to do that, but I'll do it, and you'll be able to pay him. Okay? Now, Jesus said this in John 18, 36. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom is not of this world. That, there's proof that it's another kingdom right there. He has a kingdom, it's not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. But now, my kingdom is from another place. And that other place is where we have been translated. We've been removed. It literally means to be carried away. We have been translated to that other place where he is king. Our brother's the king. Pretty cool. Now, I've been saying all this, not to say that we should not preach the gospel, because, but rather because it's not just the good news of salvation. It's the good news of the kingdom, salvation being the entrance to it. Amen? And the thing about the kingdom is, the further you get into it, the more you begin to live there according to kingdom precepts, principles, rules, if you like. I don't care. The, the further you get in the kingdom, the better you preach it. The further you get into the kingdom, the more likely you will be to preach it. You can't live in this world and preach the kingdom effectively. You can, 
live in the kingdom of God and preach it super effectively. So it's 2021, guys. What we need to be doing is not worried about politics. And I'm not saying don't vote. Don't please don't take this to the other side of the road and go on the other side of the other side of the road. Let's leave this right in the middle of the asphalt where I'm preaching it, okay? It's not to be worried about politics, but rather to be be focused on living in the kingdom, operating by God's precepts and principles. Well, how do I learn to do that? Well, here is one place you learn that. Um, the Bible is the other place. The Holy Spirit is another place. You're going to need more than ever to develop that relationship with God because we're coming into a time where it's not going to be just good to hear Him. It's going to be critical to hear Him because we're going to operate above this worldly kingdom. It doesn't matter who's in office here as much as we think it does. What matters is that we are in step with God who's always above and one step beyond. Everything is going out. Got one more scripture for it. And God said this after the fall. It's in the Old Testament, but it's after the fall. And this is God himself speaking in Genesis. It's like 9, 6, and 7. It's actually 6B, 7. If you want to hair, split hairs. Um, it says this. Because God made humans in his image, reflecting God's very nature, you're here to bear fruit. This is God speaking. He said, you're here to bear fruit. You're here to reproduce. You're here to lavish life on this earth. You are here to live bountifully. You are here to to live bountifully. Why am I here? I'm here to live bountifully. How do I do that? Should I be focused on me? No. You should be focused on living in the kingdom because when you're focused on living in the kingdom, which you've gotten to through salvation and you now have attained that life, when you're focused on living in the kingdom, you're, you're focused on doing things his way, doing things with him, not just for him, but with him. You're focused on his precepts, his principles, and you're beginning to do things the way God does. And when you do the things the way God does, you don't have to worry about being take care of you. That life itself will take care of you. Then you become a walking testimony, and then you will be preaching the gospel like, there, like there's no tomorrow because you'll be so excited about what's going on in your life. But this is where we need to be focused right now, getting deeper in, amen, not being distracted any longer by what's been going on around this. Amen? Not being distracted anymore by what's going on around us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You getting that? That's all I've got for you today. But boy, if you watch this a couple times and meditate on it, it's more than enough to get you through. Amen? I thank you for attending with us today online at Passion Church. We, we love you. Um, if you want to give, you're welcome to give. It's the same way we've always done it, through the same methods we use. I'll be putting that up soon, I suppose. Uh, it's not something I'm, I'm concentrating on, but you're supposed to give people the opportunity to do what, what, what God has told them to do. But we love you. We appreciate you. And we're here for you. God bless. See you next time.